Welcome to Sabrina Artel's Trailer Talk. I'll bring you all kinds of stories from all kinds of people. Whether it's a live public conversation and we're speaking from the kitchen table of my 1965 Beeline Travel Trailer, from the studios or on the streets, please sit back and enjoy the conversation right here this time every week. This is Sabrina with Trailer Talk, and I want to welcome you all to this kitchen table conversation. And I am so excited to introduce you to my guest today. Aileen Gunther is a Democratic member of the New York State Assembly. She represents the 100th District, both Sullivan counties and Orange counties. I live in Sullivan County, as so many of my listeners know, which is in the Catskills of upstate New York. Aileen Gunther has been a representative since 2003. We're going to talk about what's most pressing for her, how she came to be an assembly member in New York State, and what she finds to be most critical at this time. Welcome, Aileen. Well, thank you for having me, Sabrina. And it's a beautiful day in Sullivan County. The skies are blue and it, the, winds, the wind is howling a bit but the air smells so clean. And that's what Sullivan County is all about and why I love it and why uh, I'm very, very uh, happy that a lot of people in our community are very concerned about the environment, which is I'm on the ENCON committee and how important our water and our air, clean air and our, our forested areas are to our community. And so uh, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to represent the community of Sullivan and part of Orange County. Um, I'm just a background. I'm going to go really quick, Sabrina. Um, <laughs> okay. I was... okay, wait one second before you get to background. I just want to say you said you're on the NCON committee, and I definitely want to talk to you about the environment and your connection to the land and to this location in the Sullivan County Catskills. But you are on many committees. So I just want to share with our listeners some of them, because I know we're going to talk about some of these issues, which are vital issues uh, for your district. So you are the chair of the Committee on Mental Health, the Subcommittee on Women's Health, the Committee on Agriculture, you're a member of Environmental Conservation, uh, Women's Issues, the Women's Caucus, the Puerto Rican Hispanic Task Force, and that doesn't include everything. So I just want to let our listeners know that. Please share with us what you were going to talk about, how this happened, because you have been an Assembly member since 2003. My mom was always involved in the Bronx in politics and, and community and things that went on in the community. So it comes from a long line of my family members. My dad was a police officer in New York City. You know, for me, uh, when we came to Sullivan County, I lived in California before. We moved to Forestburg, New York, and um, got involved in my community in Forestburg, New York. Uh, my husband at one point decided that he'd run for the New York State Assembly. You know, he was always involved in politics and very interested. He loved Sullivan County and he loved the environment that it gave to so many people. And he just thought, I want to do this. And people supported him. And so fast forward, he passed away. Suddenly he was diagnosed with um, an illness and he died within a month and a half to two months. And, um, you know, it was a terrible moment. And, you know, I had always been behind the scenes and, you know, I knew what was going on. I knew about legislation. You know, I was a nurse in the community. I knew about health care. I knew about a lot of things in Sullivan County 
does I talk to my patients a lot and about what they liked about it and what was needed in Sullivan. And when people started poking their heads out, I thought, you know, why not me? Why not me? And, you know, it we took a lot of courage. And, you know, I was not always that person that stood in front of a crowd and spoke. You know, I thought, I'm going to give it a try. And, you know, I know I'll, I know inside me I'll, I'm doing it for the right thing. And, and I got elected, and, I, and I've loved it ever since. And you've gotten elected again and again. This is 19 years later from the time as you're sharing with us. Yep. Your husband had an untimely death, and that's Jake Gunther. And you stepped up. And as you said, you were a nurse. You were in the community, very hands-on uh, in nursing and listening to what people were saying. So what do you... I just want to say that somebody made a comment about, you know, my, my length of time. And I have said in the comment that as a nurse, when I was green and I first got on the floor of a hospital, you know, I didn't know everything and I got better over time. And when I look at myself and I evaluate myself, I've only gotten better over time. I really have. And, you know, my uh, success in passing over 100 pieces of legislation that most of them signed into law and the amount of money taxpayers paid into the state of New York, but I brought back and the community uh, development that it has assisted in, whether it be a hospital, whether it be um, a living community, you know, it, it's been very, very important or food or the Federation. You know, we've really tried to make sure we took care of anybody that knocked on our door. And you're bringing up, I mean, you mentioned food and certainly there are food scarcity issues here for some of our community members. And you mentioned the Federation for the Homeless. And so I'm just wondering if you can talk about what some of the crises are and some of the issues you're tackling and how, as an assembly member, you feel it's best to approach that and also to communicate to us in the community. To so I would say I'm a community representative. Okay. And so here are the phone calls we get. A lot of times we are still, I think this is the last week, but we're still doing single bite where um, somebody in my office brings food to people that need it. So there's still food issues in our community. Um, we get phone calls each and every day about housing, you know, the affordability um, I went yesterday, somebody was looking for an apartment. So I went across the street behind ShopRite and I went to one of the managers there and there's over a hundred people waiting in line. So as I go and find out, you know, the need for affordable housing is tremendous in this community. You know, it's terrible when we have to take a family that has either had a fire in their house or lost their housing and they are in a hotel room. And, you know, housing is a tremendous issue. And little by little, what we do is through Rachel and Honora and Matt and everybody that works, Jean, that works in our office, and we communicate with all kinds of people that, you know, own apartments or homes, et cetera. And little by little, we help. But there's a real shortage of housing in our community. And it's affordable housing that they need, affordable housing. And there are food shortages. Right now, we're collecting coats for kids. Um, you know, usually we get maybe 300 or 400 coats. We get, you know, Walmart gives us some. We go to all different stores and we ask for free coats, which some of them have to be paid for. 
there are just basic needs that, you know, as an assembly person, boy, I do my darndest and I have a staff that does their darndest, but you know, we still have more, we have a lot more to do in our community. And it takes people that are emotionally involved with the people that you represent. And I am, as a nurse in the hospital, they came through the doors of the emergency room. And, you know, I, I mean, you have to have heart and you have to have soul to do this job. And I do. And I, I'll say it, I do. And my staff is phenomenal. You're really bringing up uh, something that I don't often hear an elected say, that you have to be emotionally involved. You have to have your heart and your soul invested in the people that you represent, where you also live. And this idea of you calling yourself a community representative, that really resonates for me when I think about that, because you do live where you are representing your constituency. Our community is not unlike many kind of rural small town communities across the country where there, there really divides between kind of weekenders and, and a kind of recreational appreciation of this area, which is stunningly beautiful, but then also these challenges as you're talking about around food scarcity and lack of housing. You know, let's face it, there are a lot of people that can see what's in front of them, but they're still blind. <laughs> but, you know, I go out to Narrowsburg and I go out to different places where we have people that are sometimes summer community. And sometimes now we've seen a lot actually coming up here. They're working remotely. And it's important to educate the entire community through like the River Reporter, through you, through the people that, you know, talk to people and talk about the needs of our community. And, you know, that's what we have to share. And, you know, I do a radio spot every Tuesday morning on WSUL and talk about some of the needs of the community. And I think a lot of people listen to that. And, you know, folks in the River Reporter, the Democrat, they do a great job. Our public radio station does a phenomenal job. And it's that communication that people come to a realization that how can they be involved in the community? And also, we really need you in our community. We need you to be a participant in our community. And Aileen, how, how do you envision this? So what do you think is most pressing? And as you move forward, what do you want us to know about what you're tackling right now, what you've learned from the community as the most pressing issues, and then what you envision? As a human being and a person, my most pressing issue, if I look around the world today, is preserving democracy and preserving the right for people to be part of government. I think it's so, so important. And I think that what I do best is I listen to people. You know, we all have come, come to the table with our own opinion, but I learn every day and I listen every day. And as a community, we need to do that. We need to make sure we're taking care of our seniors, our Latino community. We, we have to do things like look at transportation. It's so expensive, the gas prices. How can we make the quality of life better? And that's what I try to do each and every day. I really do. And, you know, I go in to, I, I take an ice cream truck and it has lots of music on my ice cream truck. I rent it. And what I do is it draws people out of 
of, you know, lower income apartments. And when it draws them out, I have my staff there to tell them, we are here if you need us. We have to communicate in any way possible to get people involved and me involved in their life and to tell me and my staff what we can do better. And that's why I do what I do, because it always can do better. When you see a child without a winter coat, when you see people having to wait for food to come or Friday to come to get paid to get food, it's not right. You know, some people have so much and some people have so little. Part of like my religious belief and, and you, if you go through the Bible and, you know, it, it, it kind of it pushes you to say that those are the people that we need to serve. And, you, ne- you know, you'd never give up on anybody. Might sound corny, but it is true. We often leave this office in tears because, you know, if we can't help them, it's just we want to make sure we can. I don't like to see anybody go, you know, go out of this office and have no place to go. How do you work both outside with the community that you represent as the assembly member of the 100th district in New York I go to every I go to every usually every senior meeting. Josephine Finn, who you, we all know, Judge Joe. Yes, she's uh, been on walk. Trailer Talk. Yep. So I go, and if she has a meeting, she works with young young men, and I go there. Um, I'm seen at the Federation. Uh, you know, I'm at the, all the trunk or treats this week to say, and we make sure we say, I'm, I'm over here. I go to places where people go. And, you know, you can't just stay in your office. That does not work. Well, I have to you say, I go outside. I, you know, I go to many events myself because of trailer talk. And I'm also at uh, different protests and actions. And I have to say, I see you there always, uh, which is I don't know how you're so many places at one time, but but I do see you out in the community from all different parts of it. And also, uh, often in solidarity with things that you are representing and you believe in and that you're yeah. advocating for in Albany. So how does that work? What you see is needed, where you represent your constituents, your community members, and then working at the state capitol in Albany? Like, like what? where does that move? Well, I mean, you can do anything from like, from legislation, or one that's one part of my my job and and what I have to do. The second part is, you know, we all pay taxes in Sullivan and Orange County. And I also fight each and every year to bring back money for programs in, in Sullivan County. We've been supporting um, the uh, Golden Feather for years. And if you if you think about it, Golden Feather is um, a, an award for a community. What we have kind of a contest and and it's run through uh, the Gary Foundation, really. And basically what happens is, is that we have this contest and people beautify their community in a way that they choose. And then we have judges and they go around and they see what's happening and um, they choose a winner and that winner gets $250,000 to invest in their community. The other thing that, you know, people ask for, like we look at the rail, the rail trails and, you know, that's a really cool thing. And it's begin, it's coming to connect all over the place. And I was walking on the one up in Parksville a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with somebody and, and basically they want to continue that trail. And it not only is great for our health, 
but it also it's great for tourism, which increases our economy. Everything has an impact on something else. So, you know, those kinds of importance, sometimes the facade in different uh, communities, uh, whether it be Hurleyville or it could, you know, it can be uh, Jeffersonville. What happens is it's really your taxpayer money coming back at you. It's not like I'm taking dollars out of my own pocket, but what I am doing is taking our money back and bringing it to our communities so that we can uh, make it a better place to live and work and raise a family, as they would say. So we do a lot with that. And a lot of it comes from, you know, folks calling about something like sometimes they need, there's water infrastructure and, you know, uh, somebody from a different area like Jeffersonville, they'll call me and they'll say that, you know, they need infrastructure, new piping because it's rotten, it's getting old. And what happens is, is we kind of put line items in the budget then we can bring your taxpayer money back. So we have appropriate water systems. It's extremely important. Or in Middletown, there's an old building rotting. It's called the O&W station. And what happened was the, uh, the, there was, um, there was a, a building that migrant children went to that families that worked on farms and uh, in different kinds of jobs like that. And basically they took the babies from like six months old onward and upward. So um, there was a building that was really not good in Middletown, and we were able to get a line item for $2.3 million to rebuild the building. And I got, did it through Joe DiStefano. It was his idea, not mine. But anyway, the bottom will be a daycare center, but the top two offices, floors, will be a rental so that it could support itself. And those things are very, you know, ingenious. And I mean, if you think about like Middletown, New York, they you know, you'd say, oh, they want a football field. Well, what they did with that football field is we gave the initial, some of the initial money, but what they've done with it since then is they used it to create income for the, for it by renting it out to runners, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, so all of these things are well thought out and it, it just needs seed money. And then they, they really can, get that flower to grow from the seed. And, and it's been pretty good. And uh, there's people with great ideas in our communities. Thank you for sharing that, Aileen. I'm speaking with Aileen Gunther, who is an assembly member who represents the 100th district in the state of New York, Orange and Sullivan counties, and calls herself a community representative. And Aileen, how important is it? Because you've talked about people being aware and you're out in the community to have these conversations, but how how important is it that we, that community members, speak to you and to electeds? Because it's always so important to get people engaged and to be part of a democratic discourse. The more people are engaged, the more they know about what's going on in your community. You know, we see they have um, meetings at the government centers. Uh, you know, you have local meetings in your communities. And it is important to go, to know, to go. It's also important because then you can ask for things that you don't think that those needs are being met. So being involved, I mean, I know a lot of people call our office and tell us, you know, as I said about the, the lack of housing and how little housing is left in our community, how affordable housing is, all of those things, you're, it's important that people discuss that with your community representatives. And that's from the bot, like from your local mayor to your supervisor, 
uh, to the, and to our county legislator. I mean, all of that, it, it flows up and it flows down and you really need to be involved. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but my mom always said to me, don't complain if you don't vote and you got to <laughs> vote. Don't complain. And my mom used to drag us and we were so like amazed about going in. And then my mom, of course, would put on um, the television to, you know, we would watch to see what the results were. So we were, I was always involved. And, you know, we list, we have government in school. We learn about it. But, you know, don't forget, you know, when you look around the world today, you know, the, the fact that we do have a right to vote, it's so it's, it's so important. And there's so many people that don't have that right. And I would just say, people, I'm not asking you to vote for me, but I'm asking you to to, to get out there, use your feet and your and just push that button and, and get going. Thank you, Aileen. And I'm just uh, we began this conversation. You mentioned that you are, uh, you know, part of the environmental committee uh, with the New York State Assembly and environmental issues are so important to you. And of course, we're also talking about lack of housing and food and, and certain issues. And we know that the the most impacted people uh, with environmental issues are those people on the front lines, right? Who have economic challenges and I'm Absolutely. just, can, Absolutely. can we talk about your involvement with the environment and what you, why you first brought that up? I'd love to, uh, to end our conversation talking about that and also your connection to where you live. So, you know, that behind my house, I have that hundred acre pond. You've been there. Yes. And I come from, well, it wasn't from my family, from Jacob's family. And uh, they, I really feel I would say my father-in-law was a true environmentalist. I mean, he preserved the land and preserving the land in the water, the water we drink, the air we breathe. And I think that, you know, as we move along, uh, I mean, if you, in New York City, in some areas, honestly, it, the pollution is terrible. And I think, again, like we're going to electric cars, we're trying to do a lot of alternatives. And I think that, you know, if you look at some of the European countries, we have to do a little catch up in the United States. And, you know, air is something that we share across the country. And this is a, a movement that has to be from uh, the kitchen table up. And it really has to be from the kitchen table up. And uh, it's extremely important. Um, you know, my son, he moved from the Bronx to kind of upstate New York. And, you know, the, it, it's so, uh, you know, when people come to my house and and they take a, a good breath of, my, of the air and it's so beautiful and you get up in a crisp morning and you're in New York City, you wake up to a lot of smog and pollution, you know, it just ain't right. It just ain't right. And those little children, the, the rate of asthma is terrible the increase in bronchitis, things like that, the irritants in the air and, and what we're breathing. So, I mean, we got to get on it. And and again, it, you know, it's got to be from the federal government. We all do our part. Absolutely. We all can do our part. But, you know, we have to elect people like me <laughs> who care about <laughs> that environment. I'm sorry. It's true. That really care about it and, and think about it and, you know, have six grandchildren and want to leave a better world, not one that is full of children that can barely breathe. As we conclude, Aileen, I just wonder if there's anything you want to share with our listeners 
about what what it is to be a politician, right? We we often hear this kind of disconnect when people refer mm-hmm. to an elected. And you are a member of my community. We live in the same place. So I'm just wondering if there's anything that you'd like to conclude with. So I would conclude with, you know, there are all types of people that work as a nurse, that work as a mechanic, and that work in, in, in a government agency. And I would say that, you know, again, I consider myself a representative. Um, I, I carry no airs of grandeur, that I am one of the people, I'm part of the people, and uh, it's been my pleasure uh, to serve them. And I'm humbled that I've done it for as long as I can. And I love what I do. And also, I, again, with more experience, I just get better and better every day. And I know it sounds braggy, but it's true. And you can see by my record of no absenteeism, by my record of uh, passage of legislation to houses, by my record of fighting for um, for funding for so many projects in our community. And I'll continue to do what I, what I do. And um, I just wanna thank people for listening to me today and stay healthy and I'll see you in town or I'll see you in your community soon. Thank you so much, Aileen. All right, bye, have a great day. Thank you, bye. I've been speaking with Aileen Gunther. She calls herself a community representative and spoke about how important it is to be emotionally involved and to have your heart and your soul in it as an elected who is a member of the New York State Assembly. Aileen Gunther is a Democratic member of the New York State Assembly. She represents the 100th District, both Sullivan counties and Orange counties. I live in Sullivan County, as so many of my listeners know, which is in the Catskills of upstate New York. Aileen Gunther has been a representative since 2003. My conversation with Aileen Gunther made me think of Terry Tempest Williams. Terry Tempest Williams is a writer, a conservationist, and an activist. And there were some things that Assemblymember Aileen Gunther was talking about in regards to community and being connected deeply and emotionally to the issues and to the place and the people that she represents. So here's a passage from Terry Tempest Williams. Wherever we are, we can call for and create these kinds of settings for authentic dialogue. This is the seedbed of social change. In a voiced community, we all flourish, but it's not easy. Revolutionary patience and persistence is required. It can be messy, it is unpredictable, and change, especially structural change, takes time time and leadership, and the will of an engaged community. What is needed? In a word, courage. She also wrote, I believe a politics of place emerges where we are deeply accountable to our communities, to our neighborhoods, to our home. We are in the midst of the midterm elections and early voting has begun with the traditional election day being November 8th. I've been speaking with Aileen Gunther, member of the New York State Assembly. She represents the 100th District, 
from the kitchen table out on the road. I'm Sabrina Artell. Thanks for joining me for Sabrina Artell's Trailer Talk. The music for the show, Patti Smith, People Have the Power, Tori Amos, Winter, from a Tori Amos collection, Tales of a Librarian. Trailer Talk is produced by Sabrina Artell. For more information, please visit trailertalk.net. Special thanks to WJFF Radio Catskill and the numerous people who have donated their time, resources, and conversations to make Trailer Talk possible. Thank you all who joined me in these conversations. I'm Sabrina Artell. Safe travels.